Hello, and welcome to Dice Try, the RPG and storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Schaub. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Dice Try. I am your host and GM, Daniel Schaub. I have all my players here with me today. I have Crystal O'Wellen. Hello. I have Earl Kim. Hello. And we have Mr. Paul Dixon. Hi. Uh, unfortunately, we do not have GTM with us today. He's been called away for uh, training for his Mars mission. Because, of course, GTM stands for going to Mars. Going to Mars. No, he's not going to <laughs> Mars. And I'd never see him because there's no return home. Oh. Well, Perseverance just got to Mars. Yeah, it's three years there, three years back. Congratulations. Uh, he's probably only going to stay, what, another year there? So seven years. No. What? That's fine, what? right? Seven years. No. You can get through it. And you can't talk to him on the phone because I think it takes, it takes like 30 minutes for a signal to get to Mars and come back. It's quite a delay. Dang. Yeah. See, say, hi, how you doing? And then 30 minutes later, he'd start sending his response. I don't know how they would speed up radio waves. It would be have, have to be traveling as quantum particles. I don't know. We've been recently back on Mandalorian, the second oh. season. Hilarious people dealing with consequences and Disney's masterful. Just it's a masterclass in getting rid of shit you don't want. And they did it so well, like, because she is, I mean, like, let's arguably she is the worst on that show, like as far as ability, like to act or tell stories or even speak well. Anyways, but they just did this wonderful, they just set the, they pay, they made a little path and then they set things in motion and it just imploded on it. Like she did it in, in the most wonderful way where I'm like. Y'all do understand that this is probably some like deep Disney like purge technique. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Just say well, she's got she's got Ben Shapiro's movie. Oh my god. And that's going, oh to, be, god, that's going to be a, such a train wreck. God, <laughs> I a fail what a failed Hollywood writer and uh an MMA fighter are gonna make a Yeah, that's the thing. It's like she she gets into one TV series, and then all of a sudden she thinks she's a fucking filmmaker. Yeah, yikes. Yikes. When our powers I mean, but, combine. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, like, Gorilla Girl Glue has a management, an agent, and, like, advertising deals already, so what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> I'm not putting Gorilla Glue in my head, that's what. Fuck. <laughs> Paul Dixon, what have you been binge-watching lately? <laughs> um... You know, it's strange, but I was obsessed with, of all things, this show called Succession. And it is one of the funniest, most messed up shows I've seen in a while. It's uh, it's about rich people doing terrible things. And I, I just love that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like, uh, Kyron, uh, is it, uh, I probably pronounced it wrong, but uh, Kieran Culkin. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother, uh, Kieran, Kieran. Yeah. Just, he's worth watching the show alone, but everyone on that show is amazing. It's, it's, um, 
I don't want to spoil anything if you want to check it out, but I recommend that highly. There's only two seasons right now. Where's it on? HBO. Ah, I can do that. Yeah, check that out. Uh, Brian Cox is this dad. Uh, he's got a uh, multi-million, billion-dollar industry uh, in the media. It's you know, it's not real, but um, his family they work in the industry, and they're all kind of vying for the next to step up and take his place. Um, like for instance, his oldest son is being groomed to do it. And the day he thinks he's taking over, which is like the first episode, his dad says, no, I'm, I'm going to stay on. <laughs> and he's just like, you, you, you fucked me. You, you fucked me. <laughs> his dad's like, all right, I don't care. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. It's just so fascinating to me. I don't know. Krista, what have you been binge watching lately? Uh, well, I just finished the uh, second season of the New Charmed because uh, I've been working. <laughs> yeah, there's a New there's Charmed. There is. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's different. Don't don't go in thinking it's going to be the same. But yeah, no, very. It's, it's very different. Um, I would say that it still has the same feel as the original charmed where you're like this is melodramatic and like kind of cheesy but you know witchy things <laughs> so i've i've been working on on a project so i've wanted things that i can like half pay attention to so i finished that and there's a sort of annoying organizational show that's on Netflix that I've been watching. And the the main people of it kind of like bug me the way they are, but I really enjoy watching them put stuff into boxes and making them look pretty. So I'm <laughs> also watching that. I, don't, I forget the name of it, but it's on Netflix. I kind of want to check that out right. if you ever... It's organization? Yeah, I think so. It's called organization. I think so. No, I don't know. It's, I was, it's so something it's like that. Um, okay. It, I've been wanting to learn new ways of organizing and just putting things, you know, minimalizing the space that I have. You know. Yeah. Let me. Let me get organized with the home edit. It's two ladies. Yeah, it's two ladies. Yeah. So get organized with the home edit. I have a question about the new charm. Yes. Yes. Um, did they take the Sabrina route where they made it? dark and angsty and sexy with this new charmed um i would say that it still very much keeps with like cw ish things yeah is it darker than the original charmed i wouldn't say no. so um no. is it it's not than the original charm it's like it's it's kind of like on the same level but it's modern it's not edgier though. Like Sabrina goes like total edge lord. Like they're like, ah, uh, we're gonna take that. We're gonna take the Riverdale. Like we're gonna fuck at. Like yeah, you know. Like like they're taking Sabrina. Like I don't know to like a gory sort of freaky place. Whereas I feel like the Charmed is more. It stays with the same tone of like. It's the same tone, but I would say it's more woke. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's so hipper. it's it's. It, the, the the three girls, um, two of them are Puerto Rican. One of the girls is half black. Um, and their themes, I would also say, are very much more woke. It's not it's not subtle, but you know, it's it's better than I wouldn't say it's better than the original time, but in, in terms of like it's different. It's a, it's a the update. time of original time. 
Yeah. Very melodramatic. It's very CW. It's it's definitely for young teenage girls. Um but I have fun with it. It's cheesy. <laughs> There's monster stuff. The effects are better than they were in the original Charmed. Less makeups, but you know. Thank God. Fair enough. Well, we've had a nice little chat, but we need to get back into it. So I will read our little recap and intro here. In our previous episode, the heroes received a series of clues that began to tie together the mystery of what is happening in New Nazareth. Someone named Jefferson Wicklow has designed a machine to industrialize magic, but the machine is absolutely deadly to the environment. Wicklow cannot be allowed to sell the designs for his machine to anyone else. Before the heroes moved to stop Wicklow, they first decided to destroy Washington Martell. Martell is a supernatural being known as a revenant and will keep coming back to life unless his original body is destroyed. Using the clues given to them by a helpful farmer, the heroes made their way to a willow tree where Martell's body is presumably buried. As Maeve dug through the dirt, Martell and five of his lackeys appeared out of the fog. We're going to do a quick little introduction, and this introduction is actually going to jump forward into the future a little bit, and I'm going to tell you about what happens to both the Night Riders and the American Tobacco Company. So in early 1909, after several Knight Rider attacks, including the siege of a prison, the Kentucky National Guard was mobilized to arrest and eliminate the Knight Riders. By April of that year, the leaders of the Knight Riders had all been arrested and forced to testify against one another in court. Because the Knight Riders had the support of the courts during the Kentucky Tobacco Wars, very few of them served prison terms for their litany of crimes, including arson, property destruction, theft, assault, and murder. The American Tobacco Company, one of the original 12 members of the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the largest monopoly of cigarettes in America, was broken into several smaller companies to avoid antitrust laws. Eventually, the ATC was disbanded in 1911 but reformed in 1969 and continues to be one of the largest producers of cigarettes in the world, going under the name of Fortune Brands. So we're going to leave behind L.A. We're going back into 1908 Kentucky. It is early midday, like 11 o'clock. You are standing out in the middle of a very large empty field aside from this desiccated willow tree that you are standing beneath. A oppressive mist has covered the landscape, so you can only really see about 20 to 30 feet in front of you. You could see the silhouettes of people and trees from a distance. In fact, you had actually seen Martel and his associates approach from the distance. But as they approached, Martel's body had opened up from the torso, and a nest of snakes had emerged from his torso, splitting apart his body. The five lackeys that he had with him had actually spread out and encircled you. And he had just said, looks like today's going to be someone's last stand. So first, what we're going to do is we're going to roll for initiative. So you're going to roll a D12 and you're going to choose one of your qualities and whoever is closest to 
that number next to your quality goes first. Um, I picked resourceful and I got 12. Um, I'll pick enduring. And I got a three. Okay. I got an 11. So no one got closer than Earl. So Charles is going to go first. Um, just to let you know, uh, Martel has just emerged from the fog in front of you. His lackeys are still hidden within the fog, meaning that Martel himself is about 20 feet away. His lackeys are further than 20 feet away. Um, and they're circled around the tree around you. As far as you can tell, uh, even Martel's lackeys are not carrying guns. You're not sure what weapons they might be carrying since they have not appeared out of the mist in front of you yet. Um, also, I forgot to get it, give everybody five channeling points. So, Charles, what would you like to do? So, uh, you said he's about 20, 20 feet? Yeah, he's 20 feet in front of you. You can move there and attack him in the same turn. Okay. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm, uh, I'm going to stand my ground, but I am going to go and spend two of my channel points and go uh, into a full possession state. Oh, nice. So um, this is actually, I think, the first time you've done this. I have, it is. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and describe to me what it looks like? Okay, so basically uh, I'll have to uh, take a bit of blood uh, from my hand and... Uh, essentially it'll mix with the dirt and the grass. So essentially I'll plant my hand in the ground and open up my, for all intents and purposes, chakras. <laughs> and uh, basically allow uh, my connected spirit uh, in. The, the blood mixes with the, with the soil and through that exchange sort of, inhabits me through the the open uh wound in my hand i'm a, a tiny vessel for a a, a god <laughs> or uh you know a, a spirit and for the technicality's sake you can't take physical damage for the next i think we agreed two rounds yeah okay so that's what you do with your turn who would you like to go next um, can I have Mr. Martel go next? Probably. Sure. So this nest of snakes on two legs comes towards you. Um, as he does, let me look at what I wrote for what he can do. He lumbers forward, but as he's moving towards you, um, one of the, the cobras that's coming up out of the nest of snakes, it spits its venom towards, it's got to spit it towards Earl. Um, I figured. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that makes the most sense, I think, character-wise. He's yeah. a scary monster, and you just turned into a scary monster, so he probably wants to fight you. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> I'm going to roll some dice real quick. Okay, Earl, as this poison comes towards you, it's not going to do any physical damage, but I do need you to avoid it. Like taking hold in your system. Okay. So multiple D12s. Yeah, let's say enduring. Uh plus unarmed combat. Kind of okay. just dodging out of the way. Three, eight, seven, ten, eleven, ten. 
And then two more, right? 12, 10. You go to dodge out of the way, and the uh, venom actually smacks you in the side of the face, and you feel it seeping in through your ear canal. Um, It's not doing anything yet, but you feel like the more venom that you are sprayed with, the worse it might be. After Martel, he's going to have one of his lackeys go next. One of these men, looked like totally normal men, in the silhouette and the fog around you, actually gets down on all fours and starts charging towards the sheriff. And Sheriff, as he's running towards you, you realize that his hands are not hands. He's got actually like hooded cobras where his hands should be that he's running along on. And then as he comes forward, he raises up one of his arms and a snake is going to try to strike you. Great. So I'll roll my dice first. And as he comes to strike you, Sheriff, I need you to roll... Let's say grit plus tactics. So five. Okay, I've got 10, three, seven, six, and five. So this, uh, he raises up his hand, which has now become a snake. And as it comes down, it actually latches onto your neck and you feel it bite into you. So you're going to take one point of damage on your character sheet. You should have various different levels of physical health. And you're going to move down one. It means that whenever you roll a physical roll in the future, you're at a negative one. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, meaning that you subtract one success from what you roll. Hot uh, damn. Injured state. After he strikes you, Sheriff, um, he'll actually have you go next. Okay. Uh, well... I'm going to do what I always do, and I'm going to shoot it. Okay. So experience plus firearms, which is eight. That was what you know. Okay, I've got five, eight, ten, three, five, two, five, and four. Okay. So that's six successes. That's pretty good. And you're shooting the uh, lackey that came up right to you, I assume? Yes. Okay. So as he takes a chomp out of you, you quickly wing out your revolver and shoot him. Do you shoot him in a particular spot or area? Um, I would imagine towards his head or chest, maybe chest. I think chest would be more natural because I'm, I'm, you know, he's coming at me. So that's a large target. Fair. Do you want to spend a channeling point and have the bullet ricochet towards another person? Uh, yeah, why not? And would you like that to go towards one of the other lackeys or towards Martel himself? Towards Martel. Okay. So I will go ahead and roll for Martel. You don't have to roll anything. Okay. I will just use the number of successes that you got before. Okay. So... The bullet hits this guy in the chest right in the sternum. And you actually hear a bone crack as the bullet impacts with his sternum. And his shirt compresses inward and a pool of blood immediately forms. But the bullet also ricochets off of his sternum. And it ends up hitting um, Martel in the side as well. No. In one of his multiple snakes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck that snake in particular. And, uh, Sheriff, who would you like to go next? Uh, 
let's go with Crystal. Okay, Crystal. Crystal. So, um, as we were talking about before, you just you can dig as much as you want. We'll use that in place of your movement for a turn. So, if you still wanted to do something, say, as use one of your spells, quote unquote, or anything like that, I will allow that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna invoke my ancestors. Okay. Um, so could you describe to me what your ancestors look like or what ghost form kind of appears? Um, they are going to be, um, they're, they're like, you know, sort of your typical, like ghostly, like wispy, like figures, but they're all like, I'm originally from Ireland, but like real old Ireland. So think like sort of. Nordic, but that 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 Celtic influence from the North and like their battle gear and and th- stuff like that, and they're gonna just completely circle us, sort of like how th- the rest of Martell's people are. Okay, so a circle of these ghostly figures appear in front of you, and I assume you're spending the rest of your turn digging. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the. Uh, until your next turn when the ancestors go away all your enemies have to attack those spirits and there are four of the Martell uh, lackeys left so they all charge out of the mist again but as you see each one of them has been affected by this kind of snaky presence that uh, Martell himself has Um, not just that their hands have turned into snakes but um One of them, actually, as he runs out, his hat falls off and a big python head with yellow rounded pupils comes out and it bites at one of them. Another one uh, has like a snake tail with a rattle hanging out the back of his pants. And they all swipe at these ghosts, but cannot gain purchase because they're ghosts. At the end of the round, they're going to decide to go first. But Sheriff, there's a bunch of really crazy shit going on more so than anything you've seen before yeah um yeah for instance charles who you assumed you know was an average guy quote unquote his eyes have just rolled back into his head and he's been possessed by some spirit that he claims to be a god and Maeve just made the ghosts of her ancestors appear and martel has turned into a (laughs) nest of snakes surprise (laughs) <laughs> so I think you're under a lot of mental stress right now. Can you roll 3D12 for me? Sure. It's a tiny amount of mental stress. It's okay. I'm surprised I'm not in the fetal position right now. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to figure out. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. We got 12, 1, and 7. Okay. That's fine. Um, I'm going to be doing that uh, throughout the rounds. And if you get one or less, you're going to take a point of mental damage, which is another thing on there. And that affects whether or not you can complete tasks that require your mental skills. Uh, since one of the Martell lackeys went last... Are they going to combine? <laughs> are, they going to, are they going to join forces? Become a kaiju? <laughs> well, I'm trying to decide if they're smart enough to know whether or not that Maeve's uh, spirits will go away on her turn. Therefore, make her go first so that for the rest of the round, it's gone. Why? How could they know that? The, it, it turned out they didn't know that. So 
Um, so Washington Martel will go first and he's going to spend a channeling point. So I need all three of you to roll, uh, some things for me. Krista, you're going to roll in tuned plus lore, which is six. Charles is going to roll enduring plus dances and the sheriff is going to roll grit plus tactics. Um, so for the sheriff, it's five. For Charles, that was 10. And then for Krista, it's five. Five or six. Yeah, six, sorry. So Krista can roll first for me, just so I can copy these numbers. Two, 11, 14, 9, and 8. Okay. And then Earl, could you go ahead and roll yours for me? Two, two, seven, four. Three, six, six, eight, twelve, and seven. Okay. And then Paul. Three, twelve, eight, four, six. Okay. So Krista got four successes. Earl got five, six, seven successes. And the sheriff got one. I'm going to roll some dice here for his effect. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't like when you say, uh oh. Oh, God. Uh, that's not a good sign. Okay. So at the start of Martel's turn, he doesn't move and he doesn't move to attack any of the spirits. Instead, what he do does is he leans back and all of the snakes inside of his chest hiss at the same time. But it's a whine, whining hiss, very high pitched that actually pierces through your ears. And it's a magical effect called unnerving fear. And for one round, um, you guys cannot attack Martel himself. That said, Sheriff, you can still use the ricochet in order to hit Martel because you're not attacking him directly. Okay. But my ears are filled with, with poison. Now it's filled with fear, too. <laughs> <laughs> After Martel... Uh, let's have Charles go next. Okay. Um, so I can't attack him. No. But I can attack the guy next to him, right? Yep. All they right. have all rushed in, so they're all within a distance that you can attack them. All right, well, um... And one of them has been injured by the sheriff yeah, already. How does the one, how does the one look, how does the one that's been injured by the sheriff look? He's he's looking pretty feral. He's got a bunch of blood running down his chest from having his sternum broken by that bullet. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna help the sheriff out. Um, that one's reachable, right? I can get to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then I'm just gonna I'm gonna go in and uh, double strike him. Okay. So I'll spend a spend a channeling point. So that'll be archaic weapons, and we'll go surprise. Surprising plus archaic weapons. Okay, yeah. so that's seven. 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 One. Twelve. Okay. Uh, one. Two. And nine. Hmm. So you, this has not happened before. You both tied on your rolls. What? So just take one of your qualities, whichever you want to choose, and you're going to roll a d12, and whoever is closest wins this combat. Okay. And I will allow you to spend channeling points to re-roll. To re-roll, okay. Great. I'll use Enduring. 
So four. Uh, okay. And I got a four. Nice. So you know that moment in the raid two where they're both swinging their knives towards each other and they like clack together and like hold their first. Yes. Yeah. So that's basically what happens. Um, like a snake mouth comes and its fangs catches on one of your blades. And then you just like turn the knife a little bit and slide it out of the snake's mouth. Slicing it. Dang. Uh, and you have a second strike on him. So do you want to go ahead and roll that real quick? Okay. Nine, five, two, nine, Mm -hmm. seven, five, ten. Okay. Then I just got to roll his. Okay. He was not as lucky this time. (laughs) So after the snake mouth gets cut, like on the cheek, as you turn the knife out of the snake's mouth, the guy backs up and your left hand comes across and it slices him across the belly. Yeah. And his intestines spill out of his guts and across the ground at your feet. And the man snake crumples dead. Dimi. After yourself, who would you like to go next, Charles? Um, I guess Martel. Uh, Martel actually already went this round. Oh, he already. Oh, he already went. Um, um. Then I'll have the another another lackey go. Okay. They don't know that I'm still impervious to damage, uh, right? Let me. Or or are they like? Let me roll to see if they know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So they do not know. Ha ha! <laughs> Bring it. And. I'm like rolling for a 50% chance and I messed it up both times. Um, so one of them comes forward at you and it's the one with the big python head. We don't need to roll for it. You're not going to take damage, but it just goes to like try and grab you on the side in its mouth so it can start curling around you to crush your bones yeah. and your aura around you right now as you are possessed. The snake mouth just bounces off. And you see, you know, python mouths are lined with hundreds of tiny teeth along both jaws. Mm-hmm. The gums of the snake are bleeding, both the upper and lower jaw, as its teeth were impacted oh. against that aura protecting you. Yes, come at me. After you, one of the lackeys is going to have uh, another lackey go. And this one comes towards the sheriff. Typical lackey behavior. Sheriff, you're going to roll... Grit plus tactics again, which is five. Okay, ten, eight, two, ten, and four. Um, would you like to re-roll any of those? Because you did not get any successes. I would like to re-roll. Go ahead and spend a channeling point to re-roll one of those die. Paul, it's giving you evens when you need odds. <laughs> Twelve? <laughs> If you spend two channeling points, you can re-roll again, but I think you're starting to run low, right? Uh, I just do it. It's fine. Five. Five? Okay. Pulled out of five. Well done. (laughs) So, Sheriff, as you are spinning to aim your gun at another one of these attackers, one of the lackeys comes up and it strikes you in the side. Um, and that'll put you down to a negative two on physical roll. 
Damn it. Um, okay. Getting the shit beat out of me today. Yeah. Um, I mean, this fight is supposed to be t- designed to be tough. Sheriff, you're getting busted. Good stuff. Good stuff. Sorry. Uh, so after that, Lackey, it wants you to oh. go next, Sheriff. Oh, shoot. Well, I, I'm going to shoot it. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Could I use a different gun? I know I was given a. Uh, uh, it was a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. So because all the snakes, the snake men charged in, they're in close enough quarters that you could hit two of them I'd at like- the same time. Because yeah, I'd like to try that blast of a shotgun. So that's going to be experience plus firearms. So eight. Okay. I've got two, three, 11, 12, five, 11, eight, six. Okay, and then let me roll for them. Um, so, Sheriff, you actually tied with the first of the snakes that's defending itself. So, we're going to do the same thing. So, you're going to choose one of your qualities, such as focus, grit, moral, pessimist, sharper, experience. And you're going to roll a D12. Whoever's closest wins the tie. Basic idea being this quality such as your experience is giving you the advantage over this enemy okay so just one d12 yeah and tell me which quality you're gonna choose uh sharpness Sharp. all right so four okay i rolled a six before i tell you what he got would you like to re-roll and try to get closer yes does he have the wait, wait hold on this is a, does he have the choice to choose between the one or if it, it does it just rewrite if you spend the channeling point i will let you choose oh okay cool how many channeling points do i have left i think you have seven yeah well sure why not okay i've got one okay so the six is closer so i assume you'll choose that yeah unfortunately for his tie I chose his rage, which is four, and I rolled a five. Oh. So the first snake man avoids being injured by the shotgun blast, but the one standing next to him (laughs) does take a bunch of pellets in the side as he is peppered. That's something. (laughs) Wait, go back. I messed up. The ghosts aren't gone, so you haven't taken any damage, Sheriff. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. And it doesn't really matter for Earl because he can't take damage anyway. But that was my bad. Come at me, bro. <laughs> um, so there are two lackeys left to go, um, Paul. So you can either choose to have the lackeys go next or Krista. If Krista does go next, the ghosts disappear and the enemies will start turning on you guys. Yeah, so have the lackeys go. Yeah, so now I was about to say, it feels like the lackeys would be the best option. So the two lackeys, they both attack the ghosts with no discernible effect. And then it is Krista's turn. I assume you spend another turn digging. Yes. Um, Can I also throw my two boys some protection spells? Okay. Did I give it to them beforehand? I don't remember if I gave it to them or if I... I know you made them. We can just say that. You gave it, you are now either giving it to them or that they have it on them. Let's say they have it so I don't have to spend any (laughs) And then I'll do, um, I'll call to nature to, who's the lowest, the lackeys right now? Number three, which is the one with the rattlesnake tail coming out from his pants. He is the lowest. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call to nature him and can I have like a vine just like grab that tail and like pull him out from underneath his feet? Okay. So you're gonna roll in tune plus nature, so eight. It's gonna get a spanking from Mother Nature. I'm just picturing like the Hulk with Loki. Just poof, poof, poof. <laughs> Ten, three, four, one. One, three, five, four. Wow, I just rolled like garbage. Um, so finally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the willow tree, one of the weeping branches, actually comes to life, wraps around that snake tail, and yanks it. So the snake man is actually flung forward so fast that his head smashes into the ground. <laughs> um, Krista, who would you like to start the next round? Um, I'm going to go with Charles. Okay. Charles. Charles. So Charles, oh, this is going to be your last round of being invincible. Just so you know. Huzzah. What would you like to do? Wait, so does my, does, so my invincibility ends? Uh, or it will, I'll let it, I'll end. allow it to last throughout the rest of this round. Okay. I still can't go after Martel. Uh, now you can. All right. Well then we're double striking. We're doubles. We're I'm going at him knives out. Okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I guess we'll do, uh, dances and enduring. Okay. So actually let's go dances. And yeah, dances and enduring. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's 10. 12, 8, 7, 2, 6, 6, 1, 6. Oh. <laughs> Got the devil's number. Uh, 11 and 4. Okay. Roll my dice. Roll my dice. Ooh, this is going to be close. Somehow, after not having ties for forever, we've had three ties. Already. Is it ties? Oh, you shit. So, we're going to do the same oh old regular roll. Um, which oh quality would you like to choose? Um, I'll go with enduring. Okay. So that's four. Three. Okay. And he's going to go with his unnerving, which is six. And I rolled a six. Oh, fuck. So... I will still give you the opportunity to re-roll if you would like to. Um, sure. Let's re-roll. Twelve. No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> nah. So you bring up one of the knives, and um, the remnants of what is left of his hands, which are kind of limply hanging down by his sides, just kind of slap your knife first knife strike out of the way. Jerk. Uh, but you do have another attack, so if you want to roll 10d12 again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, oh, 10, 6, 8, 5, 2, 6, 6, 11, 5, and 10 again. Nice. So that's 12. So he's got to roll pretty well. So after he slaps your hand out of the way, you kind of get frustrated. <laughs> And you actually have to take a step back. But as you step back on your right foot, you actually lower yourself down to your knee. Your left hand can come down with the other knife and drag across his thigh as you strike him. And a gout of dark blood 
sprays up into the air. Earl, after you, who would you like to go next? Um, I would like him to go next. Okay. You fight with me. So he's going to spend chan- two channeling points. The first is to do two actions. So his first action is he's going to spend another channeling point to poison spray you again. All right. And then if you could roll your enduring plus unarmed combat for me again, yeah. which is eight. Four, eight, 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 three, six, 12, four, two, six. Dang. Okay. You're, you're totally fine with those two eights. Um, yeah, the two eights is a nice surprise. Yeah. So, and, uh, that spitting ho- cobra head on the back of its body, uh, he sprays more venom at you, but you dance your way out of the <laughs> line of fire. And then he tries to strike at you with one of the snake mouths. So you're going to roll Enduring plus Unarmed Combat for me one more time. All right. 10, 11, 8, 1, 7, 6, 4, 9. Oh. Actually, I shouldn't have made your roll because you're not going to take damage from this particular oh. thing. Aha, yes. So that snake mouth again strikes you and it's trying to strike it like the upper arm muscle, but again, does not gain purchase. And a tingle scrap. After Martel goes, one of the snaky boy with the um, tail coming out of his pants, the rattlesnake, he <laughs> comes at Maeve because he's upset that he got run on the ground by a tree. <laughs> Just don't, what a little baby. Don't be upset. It happens all the time. Okay. So Maeve, if you could, hmm, how would you protect yourself? Let's say f- fiery plus alchemy. Like all those runes that you have sewn into your outfit. Mm-hmm. Three twelves and a two. Five, six, two. So um, unfortunately, you did not roll very well. And the um, snaky boy with the rattlesnake tail, he comes up and he just smacks you across the side of the cheek uh, quite hard. A little bitch. <laughs> you are going to take one point of damage. So you move down to negative one on physical tasks for the time being. Okay. After him, he's going to have the sheriff go next, actually. The sheriff? Yeah. So they're all still lumped together, so you could squeeze off the other barrel of that double barrel shotgun. Oh, yeah. Sounds good to me. Uh, so are you firing on Martel and one of the sneaky boys or two of the sneaky boys? I would like to actually head towards uh, or aim towards Martel. So if you could roll experience plus firearms for me. Okay, I've got 10, 6, 8, 11, 11, 8, 10, 12. Nice. So that's 10. So first I'm going to roll for Martel and one of the snaky boys to defend themselves. And then I'll roll for, you're going to spend another channeling point to also have the pellets ricochet to somebody else. Yeah. For Martel. Okay. So I did not roll well enough to catch up with you on any one of those. So first of all, you turn the barrel of the shotgun and you blast Mart back, but also some of the pellets spray off and hit one of his lackeys to the side. As the pellets spray across both of them, the 
pellets ricochet off of their bones and matter and whatnot and actually hit the snaky boy who's standing over Maeve in the back of the head. (laughs) And just you see a shower of blood pop up from the back of his head. And then he drops and slumps to the ground. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Sheriff, after you, would you like to go next? Krista. Krista? Okay. Hmm. Um, did you say Martel was sort of like pushed away from us? Um, he's currently engaged with Charles. He's not really attacking you. Okay. The lackeys seem to, their attention have turned towards you as you're digging through the dirt. What I'm asking is if I throw a bomb at them, throw a potion bomb at them, is it going to hurt the other two? (laughs) Your two compatriots? Yes. If you aim it carefully enough, you can hit two people without hitting your friends. Okay. I'm going to stop digging for a second to carefully aim this bomb. Okay. I will allow you to carefully aim without giving up digging. Cool. (laughs) So if you could roll practice plus alchemy to basically imply how powerful an explosive you made. Six, nine, two, four. Eight, nine, eight, eleven. And also, how close am I getting with my digging? You're actually getting pretty close. You can, uh, as the trowel gets to like its deepest point with the tip, you can actually hear it scraping against something in the dirt that's not, it's not a rock, it's not a root, it's something else. Bone, presumably. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so first, I'll roll for Martel. We'll say he was caught in a blast. So how do you want to describe what what happens when this flask hits the ground and breaks? Um, I would assume that it's something like wildfire in um, Game of Thrones, or it's like this, like green, just like burst of. Magical flame. Okay. Extra spicy. <laughs> this green blast of flame bursts right behind Martel and the snake man who the sheriff also hit with his shotgun. And the lights, both of them, aflame. Not to the point where they'll be burning consistently, but enough that they both take damage. Krista, who would you like to go next? Uh, I guess the lackeys. Another one of the lackeys runs up towards Maeve. And it's going to take a swipe at her. So if you can roll your fiery plus alchemy for me. God, why do I keep rolling 12s on this one? 12, 12, 2, 9, 1, 4, 5. Okay. He takes a wild swipe at you and he misses. It almost seems like he's sort of given up on killing everybody, but preventing Maeve from continuing digging. And I believe there's just one... One lackey has already gone, so one still needs to go after him. So the final one is going to come towards... Have they still figured it out? Nope. So he takes a swipe at Charles, but nothing happens. And they will decide to have... Who do they want to go first? Actually, the Martel or the Martel lackey that's standing over you, Maeve, is going to go first again. Okay. So you need to roll your fiery plus alchemy for me again. Four, 
two, ten, eight, five, eight, seven. So as this snaky boy takes another swipe at you, one of your runes glows and it just bounces right off of the aura of protection that you have around yourself. He's going to have you go next, actually. I am just going to call to nature the him right in front of me then. Okay. To try, kind of similar, just to like physically pull him like away from me. Okay, so in tuned plus nature for me. Six two six three seven five nine four. So another one of those willow branches comes out and actually wraps around the guy's neck and yanks him backward, doing a little bit of damage to him as he is pulled away from you. Uh, and as you spend the rest of your turn digging, you now expose a human skull that is lying in the dirt between the roots of this tree. I'm a question for you. I have to burn every little piece of him and cleanse every, like do, if his bones are spread out through this grave, do I have to gather them all up or can we just burn the skull? Well, on your next turn, you will expose the rest of the skeleton, presumably. Okay. So after you, who would you like to go next? Maeve. I'm basically like the start of the turn, right? Uh, one of the lackeys went first and then you. I'm going to have Charles go next, right? You're out of your possession. Yeah, I'm out of full possession, so I can get damaged now. I'll have you go first then okay. instead of having. Um, Dan, do I do I have to deal with the poison in my ear? Um, yeah. Just to give you a little behind the scenes thing, if you get sprayed with poison three times, the poison will take hold and you will be knocked out immediately. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, getting hit by it three times is really, really bad. But just once okay. or twice, you're not going to feel an effect. Okay. Okay. So, it, and it accumulates? Yeah. If I like, if I did a self-repair, would that take take the poison away or would like, cause I've, I've been poisoned twice, right? No, just once. Oh, just once. Um, if you want to do it that way, I will allow you to do it to remove one. Of remove the, one poisoning. Yeah. Okay. okay. But yeah, you've only I'm been poisoned once so far and you've taken no damage. I'll, uh, I'll stay on the target then if I haven't been, I thought, I, I thought I had been poisoned twice already. So I was getting ready for, yeah, that, that first one missed. Great. Then I will, um, second one was whatever. I will go for another double strike, uh, on, okay. on the Martel. We'll do, um, on our combat. So eight instead of 10. Okay. Six, 10, three, six. Four, six, two, six. Wow. Okay. Sick. So that's seven successes. He has taken some damage now, so he has to subtract some successes from his rolls. And I did not roll very well. So the first strike, you come along, and one of the snake heads is coming towards you, and you just flick your knife out and actually sever the head. Yeah. Hanging out of blood sprays out this... Snake tendril as it goes limp. And then could you go ahead and roll for your second attack for me? 7, 11, 10, 8, 11, 4, 5, 1. So that's five successes. Yes, I have to subtract successes because he's injured. So you actually do hit him. Aha! He's coming very quickly to block you as you bring up your left hand. Mm -hmm. But as he brings it up, um, he's putting his weight on the leg 
that you sliced earlier nice. across the thigh. And it actually buckles, allowing you an opportunity to strike him. Great. After yourself, Charles, who would you like to go next? Um, I'll have him go. Okay. Mainly because I figure I'm like, we're engaged now, right? Like we're. Yeah, he can't quite walk away from you. So what he's going to do. He's going to snap at me with one of his many stupid heads. Yeah. So one of the heads is going to snap at you and then the Cobra Venom is going to spit towards Maeve. Oh, he's doing a double ways attack. I'll roll for his attack towards. No spitting. uh, Earl first. Mm hmm. So if you could roll your enduring plus armed armed combat for me, Earl, to protect yourself. Eight, one, six, two, eight, two, one, six, nine. One of those big snaky mouths comes towards you and you just barely get up your knife in order to protect yourself. It actually came very close. Um, Krista, can you roll your... Fiery plus alchemy to defend yourself from this snake attack or snake venom. Venom, venom, venom bite. Seven, three, nine, three, twelve, six, one. Okay. So the snake venom has no effect on you, it is washed out of the way. Um, Martel instructs one of the very injured lackeys to attack Maeve. So Maeve, if you could roll fiery plus alchemy for me once again. 12, 3, 6, 6, 7, 9, 10. And it does not hit you. <laughs> Sheriff is next. Um, Sheriff, you, uh, you have used both barrels of the shotgun, so you can spend your turn reloading it or just switch over to your revolver. Might wanna, I, I'm, I'm going to switch over to my revolver. Okay. Martel has taken quite a bit of damage, but he's still standing. There is one of the snake men standing over Maeve who is very injured, and there are two other snake men who look okay. I think I'll go ahead and take out the one next to Maeve. So experience plus firearms, which is eight. Okay, seven, one, seven... 118166. Hold up. I have to do some math. So, with the subtraction, that is actually a tie. That is our fourth tie. Sheriff, can you go ahead and roll 1d12 and choose the quality that you want to try and match it to? For instance, sharp or experienced. So, focused is three, grit is two, moral is three. Pessimist is one, sharp is four, and experience is five. So experience is going to be the closest. Yeah, I think experience uh, eight. Okay. So I used his rage, which is a four, and I got a ten. So you actually do hit him and kill him (laughs) as more blood sprays across Maeve as someone dies in front of her (laughs) yet again. Did you want to spend your five... Uh, channeling points left, Sheriff. Do you want to spend a channeling point to have that ricochet to somebody else? Yeah, might as well. All right. Did you want to go for Martel or for mm-hmm. one of the uh-huh. snake, snake men? One of the snake men is injured. I want to go for Martel. I really want to try to take him out. All right. Well, hold, just a quick... The, the skeleton hasn't really been dealt with, right? It will be on my next turn. Oh, well... So okay. okay, then okay. then I better go for the uh lackeys then just till they can share that. 
Yeah. That one also tied. Oh, what? <laughs> what is happening? I love this. It's in, it's in, the dice are feeling the dice are feeling wild. Might as well call this dice tie. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I like it. If you uh, could choose your quality for me, Sheriff. Uh, grit. Okay, so that's a two. And roll your d12. Four. Four? Okay, so within two. To be fair, the Martell lackeys only have one quality, which is rage. So it is four again. And I got a seven. So that really came down to the wire as the bullet ricochets and hits this guy in the shoulder. And you see bone and tendon exposed through the hole that appears on his shoulder as he is hit by this shot blast. All three of you gone this turn. So the two lackeys still need to go. I'm sorry, Maeve, but you are no worries. the one who's I understand. trying to stop everything right at the moment. She's just so popular. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to roll fiery plus alchemy twice for me. Twice? Yeah, because the two other lackeys are coming right up towards you. 3, 12, 4, 1, 1, 7, 8, 3, 4, 5, 2. Seven, two, eight. Okay. Okay. So the first one that comes at you that is very injured, having just had a big hole blown out of its shoulder, mm-hmm. it misses you, Maeve. Uh, but the second one that comes up, it actually strikes you okay. uh, in the back. And that moves you down to negative two on the physical attributes. Okay. That finishes the turn. Who does who do they want to go next? They can't choose themselves because <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. They're gonna have Martel go first. He is spending a bunch of channeling points here, and he's gonna try and poison spray Mave twice. Dang! <laughs> How rude. Um, again, fiery plus alchemy for me two times. Eight, seven, nine, eleven. Two eleven eleven. Oh, and then a second one because he's trying to spray you. Oh, sorry. second one. I'm sorry. Nine twelve eleven six nine eight twelve. So the first one misses you, and the second one does actually hit you, and a cut that has opened on your back. You can feel the poison seeping into it. Um, uh. so you have one level of poison marked on you. Um. After Martell, he's going to have the sheriff go next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sheriff, one of, there are two of the snake men standing over Maeve. One of them is very injured. The other does not have a scratch on him yet. You can kind of figure out that they're a lot less beefy than Martell himself. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think going after the injured one would be a good play. Let's go with a uh, focus. Focus plus firearms? Yeah. So that's six. Okay. Six. Okay. Ten. Ten. Eight. Two. Two. Eleven. Okay. And then, did you want to spend another channeling point to have it ricochet? Yes. So, the injured laggy, um, more blood sprays across Maeve <laughs> as it catches him in the throat. And it bounces off one of the vertebrae in his neck as he dies and goes towards the other snake man lackey, but it unfortunately 
misses. But now there's just Martel and one of the lackeys. Um, Sheriff, who would you like to go next? Yeah, let's go with Carissa. <laughs> okay. Get that skull. She's covered in blood, in in weird lackey blood. First of all, just like it's an average Sunday. It's fine, <laughs> and some of her own. Um, so you finish with your trowel, uncovering the rest of Martel's skeleton, which um, has a bullet hole in the skull. He was shot at some point, but you are standing over his open grave. What would you like to do? I'm going to take out my cleansing potion that I've made and just like dump it all over the bones. Okay. With that, as I'm putting the cleansing potion, I also have a little bit of gasoline with me that I'm going to be a, a little double concoction all over the bones. And, um, and, and then I'm going to light it on fire. So you're just double fisting potions all over. <laughs> fisting potions, and then I'm going to like light a match and jump away at the same right. time. So as you start dumping the cleansing potion, the bullet hole, which has like a black mark around it, indicating that he was shot from very close range, the black mark actually starts to spread like spider webs across the rest of the skull and cover the bones. And then as you also light it aflame at the same time, the skeleton starts to burn with those spiderweb cracks cover the entire entire skeleton, turning it black. And then the skeleton just starts to peel away as flecks of dust being carried by the flames up into the canopy of this tree. And Martel himself, who is standing in front of Charles, locked in this death battle, all these snake heads coming to bite him. The snake heads themselves start to peel away as flecks of skin come off in the breeze. And Martel starts to fall apart like ash. And he tumbles and his entire body turns into flecks of skin and ash as he impacts with the ground. And the lackey who is standing over you, Maeve, he just gets this look on his face like he's hit by something inside of his mind very briefly. One of his eyes immediately, the pupil blows out and then the eye goes bloodshot and then he falls backward, dead, as whatever mystical connection just gave him an aneurysm or something, killed him immediately. Holy shit. You are all standing in this field in absolute shock and a little bit of horror, especially the sheriff as Martel disappears for good. I need to, I need to get this. I'm like, I'm like, I'm assuming I'm just like scooping. I need a bath. Venom out of my ear. Like, do you have a, do you have a cloth or a, I need a, there's a. Here, I hand you a rag. <laughs> You're just like doing that thing you did when you were a kid and had swimmers here where you're patting. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hop, I'm like hopping on, on, on one leg, like doing a weird head bang. All right. So as you all take some time to tend your wounds. Everybody who is damaged, you move backwards. So if you're at negative two, you move up to one. If you're at negative one, you move to zero. Just indicating like immediate first aid that you give yourselves. It will take more rest time for Maeve to go back to zero, especially as they started to focus attacks on her. You guys start walking back towards the farm where Bart Hughes 
and Elizabeth Danton are staying with Liam Smith. As you are walking, the flames from Martel's grave creep up the tree. And now there is this burning willow tree, which is a silhouette of flame and smoke through the fog behind you as you walk away and you arrive at the farm a little bit later. Um, Bart Hughes has awoken now, if you wanted to ask him any questions. Do you have a nice nap? Maybe, uh, do, you, do you remember anything about what happened, like, before you got captured and experimented on to say nicely? Um, sure. So he repeats a lot of the same information that he told to you. He was investigating like weird plant growth and stuff like that around here. Um, it would seem to be some toxin in the environment. And he had discovered that it was coming from the caves beneath New Nazareth. He had also learned through the process of being tortured that the machine that was being used upon him had to be powered by agony, which is why Jefferson Wicklow was controlling the Night Riders. Basically, they hurt people. There's agony in the air. The machine sucks it up and turns it into magic. Do But do you remember anything else that maybe seemed out of place that could maybe shed light on, you know, any small details that you may have forgotten before or anything about the foreign gentleman? The thing I remember is that you say his name is Wicklow. And I met this man in town and that man spoke with a southern accent but the man who was torturing me did not speak with a southern accent were they the same person i think they might be but i think he's not who he's claiming to be perhaps the only person who would know that presumably is his uncle his uncle's name is john barker i assume john barker would know about who jefferson wicklow is or is not based on what happened i don't know if he made it out of new nazareth before Everything went to hell. But also, I know that Jefferson Wicklow is going to try and get out of town on the train. That's presumably where he's hanging out. And it appears that we need to uh, apprehend this this fellow. If, if he's waiting at the train station, there's no train today, but you have to hurry. There's one early in the morning. Sheriff, you know there's a freight train that comes through. It Technically, it's not a passenger train, but it does have to stop at the station to refill the steam engine with water. And that's where he'll be. Yeah. What is this train route? What is the what is the line? The line will takes you. It terminates back in Philadelphia. Uh, not all the way to Philadelphia. It'll take you east, and then he would have to change tracks to go north. Sheriff, you may want to uh, send a telegram, if you can, to those cities. Just not. That he will slip or uh, evade our capture, but just in case. Better safe than yes. sorry. Um, and essentially, yeah, we should be on the lookout. You're saying that the, the train is the only real way to get distance from this place? Uh, in a quick amount of time, yes. All right, I guess we need to make it to the station. Yeah. Okay. What, uh, how far are we? It'll take you a little while, a couple hours to get there. So as you start walking towards the train station, the fog has not left the ground. Um, Fog is still spread out between the hills and gray clouds start to roll overhead and rain begins to pour down. Fall foliage that surrounds you, which has been turning brown, perks back up a little bit underneath the rain. 
kind of washing away the dirt and grime of all the dust and whatnot. And as you're walking along or riding on Maeve's carriage, you sort of get the feeling deep within your souls that this place has been very, very damaged by what happened here. But with time, it will begin to heal. And time and the absence of man or man's obstructions is the only way to get it there. As you arrive at the train station, it's a very lonely train station. It's just the station office and a telegraph office at two opposite ends of a stone platform. And there are several benches lined up. It is now very dark at night. You could actually see the train station for quite a ways away because it was the lone point of light, just a lamp hung up in the train station. And as you approach, you see there's just one man sitting on one of the benches and you recognize him as the individual known as Jefferson Wicklow, the um, photographer that you've seen a couple of times. Is the platform, the platform's not really sneakable? I don't think it's very sneakable. I think we should just sort of um, steal ourselves and... And block the exits. Okay. So you all approach the train station kind of from different sides, I assume, to block off any possible route. And you start to approach him. And he looks up at you, Sheriff, and he's like, well, howdy, Sheriff. How are you doing this evening? You know, uh, I've been better. Oh, I've seen some stuff. That's quite unfortunate. Yes, there was quite nastiness going on back in New Nazareth. Who are your friends? Well, they are from out of town. And they are uh, special. Yes, I can imagine they are looking at the clothing. And you see sitting on the bench next to him, he has like a bag. He also has one of those long tube Devices used for like holding blueprints and stuff like that. What kind of blueprints you got over there? Oh, this? Well, this is going to make me rich beyond my wildest dreams, Sheriff. How's that? He looks at you and he smiles. Well, Sheriff, I suppose we should drop all pretense. I know why you're here. You're here to kill me, I suppose. Don't have to. Maeve and I look at at each other. (laughs) Oh, really? Eh, I mean, I can think of far worse things than killing you to do. What's the other option aside from killing me, Sheriff? Well, Maeve here can do just about anything she puts her mind to. I can just maybe detain you and take those plans of yours and make sure they don't get into the wrong hands. Unless you want to make things difficult for yourself. Really? What hands are those? The Keller House, perhaps? What is the difference between what I'm doing and what the Keller House does? The Keller House fleeces rich industrialists, telling them that they can talk to their poor deceased nephews. They can help them with their hysteria by getting in them snake oil. This machine is no different than what the Keller House does. The cost of what your machine needs in order to work is vastly different. And your cost is false hope. Hope. (laughs) So you would like to do this the hard way then? Well, Sheriff, I suppose if you're going to arrest me, you might as well go ahead. And he stands up and puts his hands out towards you, Sheriff. I wouldn't touch him, Sheriff. You can put your hands down. In fact, I prefer if you did. Very well. And he puts his hands down and he opens his coat. And he pushes it aside so that the coat is over a revolver hanging on his hip. Are you looking to 
Die today. Sheriff, you put me in prison. You hand me over to the Keller house. I'm dead either way. Okay, question. <laughs> Can I injure him without killing him? If you would like to, yes. <laughs> All right, I'd like to shoot his hand. The one that's going for the gun. Okay. Um, so we're going to do a quick draw. So what we're going to do. <laughs> so, Sheriff, I would like you to roll experience plus firearms for me, which is eight. Okay, I've got two, ten, eleven, ten, twelve, four, seven, twelve. So, here is what's going to happen because this is the day of ties, apparently. Oh, are what you fucking fuck? kidding me? I am serious. <laughs> so, but I think oh. this actually works perfectly because we're at the climax of the story. Sheriff, as you are reaching for his gun and he starts <laughs> slipping his hand onto his gun, you realize you have one chance at this. He's going to kill you if he shoots you and you're not going to be able to shoot him in the hand to stop him. You're just not going to be fast enough. You have to shoot to kill him or you allow yourself to also take a fatal blow if you injure him. Shit. Yeah, let's fucking kill him. <laughs> All right. His life and yours. I tried, guys. I tried. <laughs> Sheriff, you've been in this situation before and the amount that microseconds are stretched out into minutes is very familiar to you. But to the other two of you, this is its own kind of magic. What happens now? There's a split second. Wicklow turns his coat back over his holster. You hear just the sound of Wicklow's dry finger scratching across the metal of the hammer on his revolver. And then a split second, a gunshot happens. For the sheriff, time slows down as he scratches his thumb across the hammer of his revolver to cock it. You pull out your gun as well. And just pulling it out from the hip, you don't even aim it. You just fan the hammer with your palm. And a bullet comes up and it strikes Wicklow underneath the chin. You see his cheek cave in as the bullet crashes through his jaw and collapses part of his jawbone. And it escapes out behind his ear. And it hits the wood ceiling of the canopy of the uh, train station. He drops. To the two who are not familiar with this kind of Wild West attitude. Like I said, yeah. it's almost magic what just happened now. As Wicklow drops the ground and rolls over, his eyes staring up blankly at the roof in front of him. And the last of his lifeblood drains from him. Charles, you are connected to mm -hmm. um, this man yeah. through a dream connection. You don't have to spend in channeling point. You can see his dying thoughts. So here are some of the answers that you are looking for. This man's name is not Jefferson Wicklow. You see him being screamed at by his parents, and they refer to him as Bentley. His name is Bentley Stalker. And you see Bentley Stalker gets kicked out of the house at a very young age and ends up on the streets of New York where he starts pulling low-level cons, including ones where he tries to do magic for people mm -hmm. as a trick. You know, you put a dollar in a box and a $5 bill comes out. 
But if somebody from the crowd hands a $5 bill expecting a 20 to come out, oh, I'm sorry, the spirits, they're not helpful today. And he ends up with $5 in his pocket. As he gets older and he pulls different low-level cons, he cons someone on the American Tobacco Company board and he gets caught for it. He's offered the choice to go to prison or they want him to infiltrate the Night Riders and the Kentucky tobacco growing community to break it up and start selling tobacco again to the American Tobacco Company, basically end the Kentucky tobacco wars. Mm-hmm. But when he arrives here and he starts to understand the mystic properties of this place, all this magic hanging in the air, he begins to see an opportunity. And using his very minimal knowledge of magic, he starts to construct a plan just the way that, you know, Ford industrialized the Model T. Bentley Stocker was going to industrialize magic. Mm-hmm. And the plans, the only known plans for the machine that would do so, are sitting on the bench beside you. Wow. You end this dream connection as you're in Bentley Stocker's body as it's staring up to the roof of the train station and the lamplight fades from his eyes and he dies. Let's hope these plans never make it to uh, fruition. Probably best we burn them. I would be cautious to do so because I don't think the Keller house would believe us if we said that this was being done and ready to be implemented. I think the best thing to do would be to take as much of this, these plans, his notes. He had contacts. These were, there were people who were going to buy this. There were people that were planning on investing large swaths of population and land into this idea. And that would bring disaster. We should find out who those people are. Make sure it doesn't fall into any hands, really. I think we need the help of... Keller House to really implement that. Yes. People from different cities. So as you say these words, we're going to fade away and this is going to become like the epilogue of a movie. And I want each of you to go around and kind of, we're going to go around and circle to each of you describe what happens after the events of what occurred at New Nazareth. Where do they end up going? What do they end up doing? We'll start with the sheriff. Sheriff, what happens to you after the events that occurred here? I feel like I retire because I've seen just about everything I want to (laughs) see. That said, uh, depending on what the other two do, I may ask to join them on their adventures and see what else they accomplish and just see a bit of the world. If not, I'm just going to travel on my own and... Try to just enjoy life, not think about what I saw. <laughs> okay. Um, Krista, what happens to Maeve? Um, I think I'm going to go to the Keller House headquarters and provide them with like the blueprints and all of that and sort of help create a game plan to make sure that this never happens and, you know, maybe lend my hand in making some particular cleansing potions for the type of um, substance we may be dealing with. Corruption. Fantastic. And Earl, what happens to Charles? Well, uh, I believe Charles returns back to the Keller house, obviously, and sort of continues his uh, waits for his next, you know, gets his debriefing, 
uh, awaits his 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 uh, postmortems. In that process, uh, Charles makes a recommendation to the the Keller House to possibly bring in uh, a new trainee, namely because he wasn't sure why and how uh, they had sort of been placed with this bumpkin sheriff. Mm -hmm. But based off of that final moment in facing off with Bentley, I think Charles realized big picture, big brain, like, oh, I think we were also meant to come here to find this young sheriff man because what he's doing is not entirely not magical. <laughs> and I think for, for Charles, it, it was like, uh, oh, well, um, the one good thing uh, at the end of my report that I'm writing is please extend a, a, an invitation for recruitment to uh, said sheriff if he would be willing to or interested in further developing his abilities under guidance and supervision. And as you finish writing your report, the camera kind of drifts off of you and it follows a member of the Keller house and he's holding a box containing the blueprints and journals, Bart Hughes's journals about what he investigated in New Nazareth. And we follow him down the steps to the main level of the Keller house. And then he goes into what looks like a linen closet and he lifts up a shelf and pushes it, revealing a doorway that most people do not know is there. And he walks down a set of stone steps and sitting at the bottom of the steps are two heavily armed men standing in front of a giant iron safe. And they open it for the first man, revealing inside of the safe there are just a plethora of spell books and magic reliquaries and whatnot that the Keller house has kept locked up down here for a long time. And he puts the box inside of the safe and the safe door is closed. It spins and locks. And that is the end of the Black Patch story. All right. Thank you, everybody. Oh my gosh. That was a lot yeah. of fun. It was wild. That was yeah. great. Yeah. That was great. I was fully expecting. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> we were all going to die. I tried. Damn it. Um, well. <laughs> uh, so before we go, let's do a round of plugs. Krista Llewellyn, you got a bunch of exciting stuff going on. Tell me about them. Well, I just started my YouTube channel, so you can find me at Krista Llewellyn MUA on YouTube. Uh, I do tutorials and give you lots of makeup tips and tricks for makeup, special effects and all of that. And you can support me on my Patreon, uh, where you get access to some bonus content uh, if you come support me. So you can find me there um, and you can find me on Instagram at the same handle at Krista Llewellyn MUA. And that's where I do all my updates and stuff. Fantastic. Um, Paul Dixon, what you got going on, bud? 
Uh, you know, I'm in the process of figuring that out. Uh, I'm actually considering doing my own channel as well. Uh, maybe forcing some of my friends, you people, <laughs> to uh, join me. Um, and, uh, you know, with this pandemic and everything, uh, just writing and trying to come up with new ideas. Um, I'm still on Instagram a lot and Twitter and all that good stuff at Paul Allen Dixon. Uh, is my handle. And um, yeah, figuring it out like everyone else. <laughs> Fantastic. Earl Kim, what's going on? Um, Not much. You know, same old, same old. Still uh, streaming on Twitch, uh, Dandy Saga, um, and my partner, Daisuke Suji. And yeah, we're slowly expanding. We've got some new fun streams coming up. Uh, yeah, I think our our youtube subs we hit we hit a thousand so that's pretty exciting they're growing and yeah we're just uh we're just keep keeping on and you know trying to again stay safe and figure out and pray when we can get vaccinated <laughs> fair what about you dan well thank you for asking you can follow me at Hemingway light on instagram and twitter i also stream on uh, tr on Twitch, pardon me, at Hemingway Light as well, L-I-T-E. Um, I'm thinking about, uh, since, you know, do a lot of D&D &D stuff, it would be kind of fun to do a stream where uh, you watch me world build and I talk about how I build new stories for this, call it the Dice Try Laboratories or something, I don't know. Yeah. I think that would be kind be of cool. cool. Yeah, so yeah, I think that'd be cool. I'm trying to figure out OBS how to do that. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the podcast, since we are finished with this story, we're actually going to move on to a new RPG called Tune, which is published by Steve Jackson Games, in which we play cartoon characters a la Warner Brothers, like the Looney Tunes. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. And on the next episode, we'll be creating characters. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss that. And don't forget yeah. to rate and review or harass me on Twitter. <laughs> um, I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope you have a lovely day. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dice Try. I'm your host, Daniel Schaub, and this episode's cast has included Paul Dixon, Earl Kim, and Crystal Llewellyn. This production has been edited by Gabriel Toya Melendez with special music provided by Glenn Davis. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dice Try Podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and review. Yeah, the funny part is that there were a bunch of stuff in the town of New Nazareth that you could have done. Uh, in terms of like side quests, yeah. quote unquote. Let's just we, get to the meat. we sidestepped all that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we blew up the town. You're on focus, on task. Oh, we can tell Craig to leave. Craig, get out of here. No one likes oh, you. Oh, wait, Craig. Craig.